0: So to lay your hands on yourself. Test testing, and you can start this song over when we start. Yeah. Good evening and welcome to House of Power Outreach. Thank you all for joining us this evening for another service. Uh, just pray that you are blessed right where you are and, and just celebrating the goodness of God. And, and he's worthy to be praised so worthy to be praised, and Pastorita and I, we just, uh, just love and pray, and, and we just believe in for the for the will of God to be done. As, as long as we're here in the earth, we have every right to believe that God's best for his people, for all of us that are here. So uh, don't pray to check out, just pray, uh, continue to pray for God to do mighty things in the land, amen? And uh, he will have the victory, people will see his power and see his glory in the name of Jesus. I uh, would we'll send you our web page and please uh, go over to hopochurch.org and pray over our ministries, pray over uh, every, every category that you are, pray about what God will have you do and, and maybe even so specifically for our ministry, children's church, youth church, men's, uh, women's ministry. Uh, different outreach whatever what god will place on your heart as well with with our donate button Uh, we'd love for you to partner with us in the ministry and giving and 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 spreading the gospel all throughout the world and and all that god has called us to do as a church we would love to have you be a part and walk with us through all that god is doing and has called us to do i do have a a couple of announcements or one announcement but it's with two people Uh, We just want to thank God for for justice. His birthday was yesterday, turning 17 to Miss Jessica. I will not say her age number, but it was her birthday and her twin Janicas. And so we just thank God for them and celebrating their birthdays. And and God has truly blessed them for many, many years to come as well. We're going to pray and we're going to enter into the word and, and for our service tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you that it's true, it is sure it is our assurance. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, for we are fully persuaded that neither height nor death nor things to come or things of past shall ever separate us from the love of God. And we thank you, Lord God, that we enter into your word. We thank you for it, that, Father, that we have ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is to say in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Still not stuck. That is our message. And, and it's, it's the separating the two. This is be still. It, know that you're not stuck. Uh, God knows what he is doing. And I think that is more evident that we need to hear that over and over again in this world. And, and even in your situation, trust me, God knows. If, you're, if your situation is, is you are trusting in God he knows what he is doing. If he puts you there, if, he's, if you've been walking with him and arrived there through him, he is, he's got it all taken care of. Just be still. Uh, in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 12 uh, uh, through 14, Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And that is just a blessed time. It's a famous uh, a part of, of the word of God. And, and it's, you know, during the, if you've seen the movies of 10 commandments, when they were, God said, let my people go. And Pharaoh agreed to, and as they were heading out, Pharaoh changed his mind and started coming after them. And then the people started to panic and, and Moses had to tell them, stand still. right. Stand still. You're not stuck, you know, because the the Red Sea was on one side. The soldiers were on the other side and they were in the middle. But God was in the middle of that. God was the one sending them on their way. And no matter how devastating it looked from the front and the back, God was in them. And I would say that to you today, no matter how bad it looks moving forward and no matter how bad it looked what you came from, God is where you are. And where you are is where God is going to take you and get you through. And, and we have to trust God because look at the blessings with that. God will fight for you and, and, and you just hold your peace. Well, if I don't stand still and see God's salvation, that means I have to do my fighting for myself. And, and I know God is better at fighting and winning battles way more than I am, way more. He's got it made cor- covered, so I don't want to lose the the uh, uh, covenant I have with God by moving on my own and, and saying, I'm just going to take this into my own hands. No, no, I'm going to stand still. I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord, which is another way uh, of being able to see and build your trust in God when you see him through something. And and maybe the reason why we're stuck now because we ran from the last thing that we didn't we were supposed to stand still in but that's where god can keep us to and it is true today as it was then that you can take people out of egypt but it will take deliverance to get egypt out of them you know that it's it's a deliverance taking them is taking them out of egypt is a trip but to get egypt out of them it requires deliverance it is it is it is a powerful thing to watch people want to return. where well, you can see people in relationships wanting to return to the one that was abusive or return to the one that wasn't fruitful because of the fact that the freedom will require journey. And so it is, it's something we have to do is look at. I can't go back to being enslaved. That, that can't be better than where God is headed with me. When, when Moses told them to stand still, it didn't mean they were stuck it meant that standing still was going to shape their trust in God's deliverance. If God is telling you to stand still, that don't mean you're stuck in a situation. That means that you are going to see the hand of God in a mighty way that's going to help and strengthen you in your walk with God. However, if we run, if we remove ourselves from where God has called us to be, we will never grow in our faith. We'll never grow in faithfulness, period. Period. It's because God can't, you keep moving, and God can't trust you with the power that he's given you. We would say all the time, if you run from problems, quit praying for power, God can't trust you with it. Stand still. That does not mean you're stuck. When God tells you to forgive, when God uh, tells you to be a blessing, no, God, I'm stuck, I'm going to get run over, I'm going to get, no, he's telling you, I've got this, I'm going to fight this battle for you, and that'll be freedom not just for you, but for the person or people that you're dealing with. He brings freedom all the way around. He's not using you as a floor mat. He is using you for your faith so that you can win others to the Lord. He is blessing you. Stuck is bondage, but standing still is breakthrough. And if we are not tuned to God daily, uh, there is a good chance of getting these confused. And a lot of times people don't know the difference between being stuck and being still. And I can tell you the biggest difference is one stands on the word and the other one stands on emotions. And if you're standing on your emotion and you're giving up and you're running, you can give up even when you're, I just don't believe anymore. I just ain't going to pray anymore. That's stuck. That is not standing. The Bible says when you've done all to stand. stand therefore that the fiery darts of the wicked one will not hurt you. That, that you there's a stand to take. But if you act stuck and move stuck, the pain will show up every, every day. It keep going over and over again. But you've got the ability to stand still. You've got the very power of God on your side to stand still and see the salvation of God. So standing still means that I may have to quit saying things that are against what God has called me to do. I have to quit saying things about my marriage, quit saying things about my kids, quit saying things about my job when God has told me to stand still and see his salvation. And God will come through. It is a grown up thing to do to stand still anybody can be stuck. Anybody can force themselves into something and be stuck. But to stand still means that I'm going to see the hand of God even when I don't see any hands available. Like those children of Israel, we will run from God's calling and stand in the enemy's curse if we move in fear, doubt, and unbelief. No, think about it right now. What, what are you doing now? What are you doing daily? How's your life going? Is it based on fear or is it based on the word of God? Is it based on faith? Am I operating? Am I standing in fear or, I'm still, or am I still in faith? Those are, those are questions we have to ask and, and consider. Where is that coming from? For what I'm believing and what I'm doing right now. This is this is that want to go back to what you were before the deliverance of God because the current wilderness on the way to promised land isn't popular and doesn't feel good. And right now, I can tell you right now, people think that we we're, a Christian is nuts. A person who forgives, a person, uh, why why don't you get even with that person that hurt you? Why don't you do this? And 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 when you say no, I, I'm not even in that situation to be abused again. But I'm going to stand still in God so God can. Heal me, and I can operate in full forgiveness. I can walk in peace. I can walk by faith and not by sight. The word still means to remain motionless, calm, and, and here's my favorite and silent. Sometimes we end up having to move because we talk too much, we say too much. Most people have to leave jobs, leave spouses, leave families because they talk about leaving, talk about I'm going to leave you, talk about I'm going to quit, talk about all those things so much that that's not remaining still. That's feeling that you're stuck and you're going to do something about it instead of God bringing a breakthrough. And, and what you have to do is, number one, stop speaking negative. Start speaking the word of God. Start speaking the plan of God. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. You know God thinks good of you and not evil. He has thoughts and plans for your future. He hasn't expected end. But you have to start speaking that way or still won't come in your possession because you are too busy being stuck. And you have to change what you say. Stuck means to be embedded in something also stabbed or pierced. So God doesn't make us to be stuck, but he does require us to remain still in his word. See, there's a the difference between stuck on a word and being still in his word. So I can be still in the word of God. And God says, by stripes, I'm healed. I'm healed. I can be still in the word that God says, no sickness, no disease will come against you. If you, you walk by faith and trust in me, uh, you will be protected. I can, I can stand in that. I can stand in that instead of being stuck in somewhere, running from something. I can stand in my faith and favor with God to know that God's going to protect me and cover me. Just like he did with the children of Israel. I don't have to return back to fear. I don't have to return back to anxiety. I don't have to return back to doubt. I don't have to return back to unbelief and die in that area, which is what the children of Israel were asking. They'd been slave for over 400 years, and now freedom was going to require a little bit of work, but they'd rather go back and work for nothing and be beaten. Rather than move on and move forward in the fullness of what God had for them, in the promise of what God has for them. imagine wanting slavery because the, 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 uh, free, because freedom uh, requires responsibility and maturity. Trust that trust me, that is a price worth paying. That responsibility is a price worth paying paying. That maturity is a price worth paying. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know somebody out there has been on the verge of quitting and going back to some old ways, going back and giving yourself back over to things you used to do because walking with God has become hard in your mind and walking with God has become something nobody else around you is doing. Let me tell you something, the freedom of the people who are doing the wrong thing around you is really based on how well you're going to stand and turn and say I'm gonna go with Jesus you're gonna show relatives salvation you're gonna show loved ones the very king of kings you're gonna show friends what true Christianity is like as you stand and embrace this maturity it is no different than the cry Jesus gave God if this cup could pass from me yet not my will but thy will be done and that has to be the prayer not my will God thy will be done I need to see your hand doing what you called me to do through me. The first part, the first part is, is, is that, that we have to be willing to pay that price. So many times we pray for God to rescue us and reject the preparation process. The first part is taking the slave out of slavery. And the second part is getting slavery out of the slave. So a lot of times people can be per, put in a place of freedom. You can see this with people changing relationships. There's change of relationship, get in a relationship where the person who they're with now is good, but because what they're used to is bad and that bad never got out of them. They may have left the bad situation, but the bad situation hadn't left them. They cannot handle the good. The weight of the blessing can crush a person who's not mature enough to handle it. If you got too many cracks, the the weight of the blessing will crush who you are. And that's why God has to hold up and and present us with the blessings a little bit at a time while we get healed in areas, while we get rid of the cracks, and, and so we can handle the weight of God's blessing. It's powerful. It's powerful to pursue healing mentally and emotionally and physically and spiritually. Psalm 16 and verse seven through nine, seven through eight says, I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night. My heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the word with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. I, I man, you talk about a verse, but your heart instructs you in the night. You hear that famous statement, let me sleep on it? Sleep on it wasn't a way to forget it. Sleep on it was a way to be ministered to and through so you know exactly what to do. In order for our hearts to instruct us, though, we must put the word in for it to have have what God wants us to do. In order for the word to have a voice, it has to be put inside of us. We have to give a voice to the word of God. Come on, God, speak to me. Okay, give me something to say. And as we begin to look at his word and we begin to look on what he's called us to do, I truly believe people are following their hearts. I I believe this with all my heart that people truly are, when they come and say, and even if it's a decision that don't turn out right, they truly are following, uh, following their heart. But if that heart doesn't have God's word as a source, they are going to follow into bondage. Yes, you can be following your heart, true to the core, but if you're not putting the word in you, that heart is only going to do with what we've put in it, and that's what we're going to be following, and we will honestly be following our heart, but the heart absent from the word is a heart that's broken It's going to lead us to broken things, not deliverance. John 14 once said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. And, and the only way to keep our heart from being troubled and broken is to put the word of the one who restores our heart in it. John 1.1, Jesus is the word. Put the word in you. Put the word in you so that can be the the part of you that comes back out. That can be the part of you that comes up and and be willing to be delivered at all times. Now you can trust your heart to have something in it. Now you can trust your heart to say something and, and be accurate on what it is saying because of what the deliverance of God is bringing to you now you can be in that place now you can walk in that deliverance because now your heart is full with the word of god and what what amazes me is that people say i've been i've been i've been reading the word and i've been studying the word and i still have these things bad happening well now that you've studied you've read now trust be still and trust for god to speak to you on what's been going on around you and he'll bring that up on what your next step should be be still just because Pharaoh's coming in, just because there's an obstacle in front of you, doesn't mean God doesn't have deliverance. But we can't do fear. We can't run back. Can't go back to what I used to be. A word-filled heart can stand alone in, uh, in any place and know that it is never all alone. And know that it's never all by itself. But you can't stand on what you believe in. It doesn't matter how many people, it matter if your whole family is against you, saying that you trust in God, is crazy and nuts. You, you stand alone, you'll know that you'll never be alone. Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. All your friends, everybody may be against you, against what you believe and what you stand for. That's okay. You'd rather stand for God than fall for man. And it is better, it is better to offend man than God. Allow God to fill your heart and you will be able to trust your heart more than people's positions or opinions about you. you know, I've run into people who've been, you know, hurt for so so long and they're like, man, I just don't trust my heart. I've made so many bad decisions. Yeah, well, whatever you're putting your heart into, your heart's just only going to deliver that back to you. Now give your heart over to God. Now give your heart over to the word. So then you can really trust where it's coming from. Luke 6.45 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That that abundance of the heart, it is what is coming out of our mouth is what what has filled our heart, regardless of good or bad. Good or bad. And what you're saying outwardly is what your heart's going to say under stress and what your heart's going to say in trouble. These are not just uh, uh, basic words. The Bible said it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out you have to be careful about what's coming out of you. Because again, if you can't even be careful about what's coming out of you, you have to wonder what's really in your heart. What's producing that? Mark chapter five, verse 34 through 36. I think this is one of the greatest walk of faith and standing still ever. Uh, Jairus had come to Jesus and and he wanted for his daughter to be healed. And and as as Jesus was on the way, uh, a lady touched him. And she needed to be healed. So she stopped. And so Jesus stopped, found out who touched him. And the lady told him the story. She'd been bleeding for 12 years. And the minute she touched his garment, she was made whole. And in Jesus' response to her in Mark 5, verse 34 through 36, Daughter said, Jesus, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free of your afflictions. While he was still speaking, Messengers from the house of Jairus arrived and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? But Jesus overheard their conversation and said to Jairus, do not be afraid. Just believe. Jairus is walking with Jesus. Jesus is headed to his house. Somebody else pulls on his garment, stops him. Jairus' daughter is at home waiting, is about to die. Jesus is going to go heal her, but something stops him. He stops, takes care of that. And as Jairus was standing there watching Jesus bless somebody else while he needed a blessing, the report comes that your daughter has dead dead leave jesus alone i I mean anybody could have just went okay i'm gonna run off and be with my child you know and at that point when if he would have left to be with his daughter his daughter would have stayed dead but let me tell you something stay with christ he's the only one can raise it from the dead anyway he's the only one can raise your dreams your purpose your destiny from the death feeling that you have on it right now Don't run from it. Don't run, take care of it by yourself. Don't go get mad. Let God raise it from the dead. Stay with Jesus. Just continue to believe. Jairus had to take the ultimate stand. He had to with Jesus. And if Jesus remained still, so would Jairus. But it became difficult when the bad news came. However, he obeyed Jesus by continuing to believe. Don't let the bad news keep you from believing God's good news. Don't let the the thing that's happening around you happen within you. And this is where I I get the body of Christ should live a life that separates them from the world, from people who are lost. There should be a difference. There should be a noticeable difference between you and the world. There should be a noticeable difference about what you believe, about healing, about what's going on in our land. I don't care if it's COVID. There should be a different response from what the world said. this disease is going to kill me. And you say, no, I am protected by the blood of Jesus. You should have a different response. You should not be acting like the world acts. You should not be going by the report of the world and abandoning your faith and abandoning the word and abandoning Christ because of what the world brought. And that's what J.R.S. had to do. He had to stand. They brought him the message. They were there. They had to know his daughter was truly dead, but he still believed he knew Jesus could heal. And see, when you know Jesus could heal, it doesn't matter what everybody else says. It doesn't matter what everything around it It doesn't matter about all those things because you're going to follow Christ. And you're going to see the salvation of the Lord. I love that. So if we move without God, God mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, it takes God out of the equation and puts us as a solution. Jairus wouldn't have been there if he could have thought he could have delivered his own daughter. Why even show up to go to Christ? If I can do it, why do I need to go? He wouldn't have even been there. There's no need to even go. But he knew he couldn't. And I think that's where we have to stop. Can I take better better care of my life than God? Can I do better for me than what God can do? I've seen me in action. I know I can't handle my life better than what God can do. I know that there's nothing greater in my life than God in it. And we have to stop and go back to what God is doing. So no matter how dark the report is, that that is part of the thing that we don't want to take ourselves out of the equation Stand still with what God has spoken and rejoice with others' faith and breakthrough while yours is on the way. You Imagine, Jairus could have gotten mad. Why are you stopping to help this woman? She already done lived a life. My daughter's still young. This lady could die. This is okay if this lady died. Let my daughter have a turn. Let my daughter have a life. Man, envy can kill you. Quit looking at somebody else being blessed. Even if, even if they're not in church or even out in the world, don't envy them. You don't know what they're having to do to get what they got. It's time to grow. It's time to stand still. Quit trying to force your way into something. Because if you force your way in, that's how you get stuck. That is stuck. Because that didn't fit. You forced your way in it. And will not jump into clothing at this point in time. There is no uh, drive-through breakthrough. (laughs) No drive-through breakthrough. You got to put this on the the slow cooker, the, the crock pot. You got to let this one rest a while. You're going to have to walk through sometimes. You're going to have to let that breakthrough go through you. We all must go through a wilderness to get to freedom. So we are strong enough to defeat the giants that fuel your doubts. See, because if you don't go through the wilderness, you don't go through this time when Jesus was baptized. He came up and God says, my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Immediately, he was led by the spirit out through the wilderness. So that there's a response, I'm God's beloved son. It doesn't matter what the wilderness said. It doesn't matter what's going on. I'm God's beloved son. He's pleased with me. Jesus died to give us assurance just as much as he did to give us insurance from death, hell, and the grave. We must trust God no matter how difficult it may seem at a moment because the freedom on the other side will stand for generations. Now, listen, this moment, this light affliction, as the Bible say, there's an eternity that's going to work far greater. There's a, there's a breakthrough that your children are going to get through your standing. But if you act stuck and you run and you go back to being enslaved, that will pass down for generations as well. If you look at families who have had generations of abusers, abused by parents, they abuse their kids, they abuse their kids, it, it, it can run for generations. If somebody don't stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, removing violence out of their life, removing, removing that, that vengeance out of their life, that venom out of their lives, they're all going to return to that slavery until someone takes a stand. Now, I believe that we're going to take a stand tonight and remove Slaveries. We're going to move temptations. We're going to move things that have been in the life forever, but you can't run. Here, anyway, there's no easy way to say this. I love for this to be funny, happy, joyful, but we have got to quit running back to Egypt just because it's easy. And Egypt really isn't easy. It's just readily available because nobody really wants it. No one really wants the slavery that's there. Find your peace today in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for people that are recognizing that if you call them to a place and they stand still, they are not stuck. No matter what the enemy tries to say, try to make them feel trapped. Also, Father God, that they would understand that today, that no matter how dark it looks on either side, as they stand on your word and believe you and trust you, you've got a deliverance that's a parting of the sea you're about to part the red sea you're going to give them a walk through that's their breakthrough help them stand still for their marriage lord god what you put together let no man pull apart it is not better on somebody else's side it's not greener or grass is not greener on the other side because it's without you and if it's without you it's not worth having Father God, we thank you, Lord God. Give us peace over our mouths. Help us to stand still out of what comes out of our mouth. That, Lord God, that we'll run and stay on your word and stay free. Father God, I pray for revelation to each and every one of us to what we're standing still, the breakthrough that you're going to be bringing for generations upon generation. Show us what our kids are going to be free to. Show us, Lord God, what we're standing for, what you've called us to believe in. And, Lord, I believe. That we're going to see the hand of God in a mighty way. I thank you, Lord God, now, Lord God, that we've, we've left Egypt, Father God. We also believe Egypt is leaving us. You'll take that slavery mindset out of us. That we don't have to return back. That the maturity will pay the price for being mature. We give you praise. We glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We will see you next time.